The Business Travel Podcast, brought to you by The Business Travel Magazine. Hi, my name is Bev Ferris and I'm the editor of The Business Travel Magazine and I'd like to welcome you to our latest Business Travel Podcast. Today I am chatting with Guy Snelger, who today, literally today, the day this podcast goes out, is starting a new role. Guy, tell us what this, this new role is. Uh, so uh, my new role is going to be a uh, um, director of global business travel for Advantage. Um, uh, yeah, so effectively working working with Julia uh, and the rest of the Advantage team, and, and and sort of heading up the business travel side of those things, and, and working with all our all our partners across the UK and and the, and the wider world. Fabulous. And have you worked with uh, with Advantage in any any shape or form before this? I, I have. I. I uh, my career has kind of sort of jumped from from kind of being on the supplier side, largely on the technology side, and and have worked very closely with Advantage uh, in some of my GDS roles in the past. Um, but actually, also when I when I set up my own consulting business three years ago, they were they were my my first gig, if you like. Uh, my first booking was uh, was to help uh, Sonia and the team uh, plan and then host and moderate the uh, their. Uh, annual business travel forum that they do so it's kind of my first consulting job as well so yes I, I kind of my uh, my relationship with them goes back quite a long way so when so when you when you did the consulting job did, did the conversation start then did you always was it always possible they were going to take you on full time or did it oh, have no. no 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 absolutely not no it was three years ago it came uh, it came off the back of uh, kind of being at the, the Cadiz conference actually um, uh, and uh, knowing the guys well and and I, and I think Sonia happening to see my uh my announcement that I was setting up my own business and picking up the phone and saying you wouldn't want to help us with this would you so no I wouldn't certainly then three years ago, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have imagined that uh, I'd be I'd be sat here now three years later uh looking to join them full-time better than I suppose you know as is so often the way I think particularly in our industry there is a certain harmony about it and things move around in circles and you find yourself working with colleagues that you've previously worked with and so on. So, so, so maybe it was inevitable in some strange way. Well, listen, congratulations. Um, let's go back and I'll just explain. So I'm talking to Guy today. He's in his lovely home off garden office and I can see a drum kit in the background. There. <laughs> yes. Let's go back to your early, let's, let's go back to your early days. How did you, how did you get into travel? Uh, entirely by accident. I, I grew up uh, I grew up in Maidenhead, um, uh, which at the time was where well showing my age a little, but a company called Travicom was based, which obviously would then become Galileo and then eventually Travelport. And I was convinced I was going to be a musician for a living, uh, going to be a rock star. Uh, just needed to tread water for a little bit and took a three week temping contract driving the delivery van for Travicom. Uh, no knowledge of travel, no knowledge of uh, technology, anything like that. Um, well, what, uh, what were you delivering in, the, in your delivery van? Well, that was back in the day when the when the GDS companies basically anything that had a plug on it in your office in the agency pretty much came from you know the printers, the back office systems, the PCs, or everything came from the GDS company. So there was a lot of lot of gear to be shipped around and delivered. So so my first experience was was showing up at travel agency sites kind of all over the country with a van full of printers and computers that to, to drop off to be installed. So, um, yeah, and I found the music career took a little bit longer to kick in than I thought it would. Um, uh, and so found myself there in the end for uh, over 10 years. Um, uh, uh, and uh, although the music thing kind of did happen in the background elsewhere, but that's another story. Um, uh, from there, yeah, it kind of evolved and I moved into the TMC world, uh, spent some time working with Portman Travel. 
um, and and then have, have sort of jumped in between supplier and uh, and TMC relationships ever since. So so what what do you actually play? What, what, I'm a drummer. Yes, I'm a drummer. Because not only has he, not only has guy got a drum kit there, I've seen it. He literally has a whole band, everything set up there. So obviously <laughs> that's obviously where the rehearsals take place for the band. Yes, so the band's still going. Is it the same band that you started? Oh out? no, no, no. I I after after many years of trying, I was lucky enough finally to kind of secure a record deal with a band and and sort of had. Had a uh, well, I say a brief moment in the sun. I had a lot of fun and did a bit of TV and got to go out to the states and shoot videos wow. and do all those do all those wonderful things. But made no money, um, whatsoever. And so uh, uh, a few years ago, kind of had to accept that <laughs> that wasn't going to be a career choice. Uh, and so now, ever since then, I've played in various sort of you know pub covers bands uh, for fun, uh, for fun and beer money, uh, and for the excuse to, to to hit the drums basically. Oh, which and is you, what sort of music were you when you when you're in the band? You got the record contract. What kind yeah. of music were you, was the band playing? I think, I think it got de- I think it got described by, by by the press as kind of sort of like classic rock stuff. So there we have you know we're it's kind of those great classic well you know the Eagles and Fleetwood Mac and the Faces and a little bit of Stones and those kind of things. So yeah, kind you, of old school stuff. You wrote you wrote. Old, yes, own. I admit it. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Oh wow! And what was the name of the band when it when it? Hit? <laughs> the band was called Van Tramp. Van Tramp. No. And when you say were you on TV, what were you on TV for? Were you on Top of the Pops? Oh no, we're, this is completely sidetracked off the traffic. No, we we went on GMTV and played our single on GMTV oh, wow. and uh, did a few other little bits and pieces, local what? TV stuff, and uh, yeah. You got a um, recording of that that GMTV. Oh, it's, I think, I think it's all on YouTube somewhere. It? It's on YouTube somewhere in the app that you still find some of the songs on Spotify. They're still kicking around there somewhere, but yeah. yeah. Have you ever, have you I suspect ever... you look at the number of hits and they sort of, you see how much they go up each week. And I suspect it's just me and my, and my fellow band members still occasionally watching them for time's sake every now and then. But it's all, it's there somewhere. Yeah. Have you, have you actually played any travel industry events? Have you ever been invited to play? Did, well, well funnily enough, yeah, we did. In, in, in one of the covers bands I had, we, we played the ITM conference at Celtic Manor a few years ago yeah fantastic I had no yeah. idea so so let's go back to the travel <laughs> side so you were yeah at- absolutely yes yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. That's, that's, that's very interesting we might come back to it a bit later so you were <laughs> at Portman travel that's when you got that's when you your first your first TMC role yes Portman yeah yeah. How, long, how long were you at Portman for? I was at Portman probably for, I think it was five or six years in the end. I started off in, in a sales role because my background, I've, I've been in sales roles for, for a lot of my career and, and then moved kind of because of my background with, with, with GDS and with technology, kind of got involved with the corporate booking tool, uh, effectively promoting their corporate booking tool to customers and, and kind of, yeah, fell into then the corporate booking tool world. Uh, and so I went from there to work for Get There part of you know part of saber for a while and, and ended up very early days when booking tools were just this you basically were there from the word go were you in the yeah not quite from the very beginning but yes certainly but certainly back in the day when i think they were considered maybe a threat i think <laughs> probably to the business travel world as part as, as opposed to being kind of a an integral part of the offering now and and i think you know as, as much as as anything at that time it was it was about actually convincing staff within the tmc that the booking tool was a good idea as much as it was the customers um uh so yeah so and and, and certainly they weren't as sophisticated as they are now um uh and uh, th- th- yeah they've evolved so much since then but yeah I, it was it was certainly the very early days um and uh yeah and then went on to get there uh, again in a sales role and then ended up sort of leading the the get their business for emir um uh, for a few years 
and then I've jumped. To, I've, you know, I've, jumped, I've, I've, I've worked for, for, for Travelport and for Sabre and for Amadeus as well. So I've kind of done the rounds of the GDS uh, companies as well which, um, uh, over kind of sort of 20 years or so between all three of them. Um, and had a dabble in, in payments, worked for Diners Club for a little while um, uh, before, before setting up the consulting business three years ago. So, yeah, it's kind of a little bit of everything. This will all come in handy, I guess, in your new role. How will you, how do you think that will, will help you in your new role? I, You've been into in different corners of the industry. and I think so getting fun. to see a little bit of everything helps massively. Um, so, yeah, having the technology background, obviously, is, is, is so fundamental, I think, to everything we do. But having, I think probably more than anything, it's being able to see stuff from the different side of the fence. So and particularly over the last few years working as a, as, a, as a consultant, I've worked with corporate customers. So I've, I've kind of I've, I've seen life from the way that the TMC sees the world, the way that the suppliers to the TMCs and to corporate see the world and the way that corporate customers now see it. And that I mean, that's a real eye opener, because I think we certainly as suppliers, I think we sometimes get we're guilty of we know how we want things to work. And we know the fabulous solutions we've got. And if only the customers would realize how great the solutions are and use them in the way that we want them to, why can't they just see this? And then when you see things from the other side of the fence, whether it's as a TMC or as a corporate customer, you realize the very real challenges that they have sometimes in consuming those solutions and getting them to work in the way that they need their customers to work. Um, uh, and, and sort of, I think seeing it from both sides of the fence gives you a better understanding of why, why some of the frustrations are there perhaps how both parties can, all three parties can maybe do things a little bit better to work together. Um, what good looks like, but also what not so good looks like and some of the pitfalls and the challenges and the things that can go wrong as well from both sides. So, so what will your role actually be? In, uh, what, what, do you, what do you plan to do in the next six, six to 12 months? What's, what's, what's first on the list and, and how you play things in your new role? I, well, first, I, first on the list, I think is probably is is going to be learning a lot, a, a lot there. Uh, I, I know from my own experience and uh, and from talking to others that you know the team at Advantage are fantastic and are are very very well loved and uh, well known and very well respected across the industry. And and each of them are uh, have already got uh, a huge amount of experience of what they're doing already with the members and with and with the wider industry as well. So first of all, it's going to be getting my head around uh, all of that, um, uh, and then and then are really supporting them and the and and the members and the partners as much as we can. In I guess what is we always say this. I mean, you find we find ourselves every two or three years, don't we? Saying well, what a, what a turbulent period for the travel industry. It seems to be per permanently um, uh, in a staggering from from one major major incident to, to the next is is our natural natural state of being really but i think probably well, let's be honest you know the last couple of years and what's happened with covid is, is certainly the, the the toughest time i've known even you know gulf wars and 9 11 and ash clouds and all those other things this is this is this it's been really hard um and coming out of it as is so often the case it sounds a bit of a cliche to say you know huge opportunity I think that's true. There is always a huge opportunity, but it's we're we're at a bit of a, a, a sea change. I think we're at a bit of a, a fork in the road as um, everyone looks again at what business travel should be. I think I think the last couple of years have probably done two things. It's reinforced it's reinforced the need for managed travel. Mm -hmm. I think again more than ever, as so often these difficult times do, 
the idea, well, I can just book travel myself. I can just go online, book it myself on the airline's website. These things remind us how, yeah, but you, you need managed travel. And it's got more complex now. Um, uh, the challenges of some, you know, the, the, the logistical challenges of traveling during and post COVID, but also these feeling of kind of actually, I need to look after my people more when I'm traveling, you know, that the whole well being and travel risk thing, which has been bubbling along for a long time, has suddenly shot through the roof and is actually more tangible now. There was always this feeling of, oh, duty of care. Why do I need a TMC? Oh, duty of care. Just keep saying duty of care over and over again and people will get it. Um, that's that's something very real now with the new risk ISO and with and obviously very specific real life challenges in around the world. I think that 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 suddenly is, is has come to the top of the list. Sustainability again, something we've all liked to talk about. Some organisations have addressed very well, but for others it was kind of yeah we know we want to do something about our sustainability and travel, but we don't really quite know where to start. Again, that's front and centre now, and there's no getting away from it. And you know it is now. Uh, a necessity um and so with those things and i think people just looking at travel saying okay we know yeah we're so happy we can travel again yes we're so happy we can meet face to face again we know that travel is a key part of our business but maybe we want to look at it a little bit differently um what what is the return on investment why are we traveling when should we be travel when maybe shouldn't we be traveling um and with all of that, I think you're suddenly people are, are turning to their travel management companies and, and partners and wanting to do things differently or review things at least. And, and look. And so in that environment, huge opportunity, but also big challenges um, for the industry, for, for corporate travel managers and procurement people and for TMCs and the suppliers that work with them. So there's, there's so much I think is going to change uh, over the coming 12 months, couple of years that... Um, uh, obviously advantage we want to be we want to be there front and center making sure we're supporting all of our members to to, to be ready for that change and, and help them wherever we can definitely and obviously the membership is so vast isn't it? In, in terms of the you know the size of the 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 members and and their expertise so how is that gonna how you how do you plan to, to tackle that is that going to be are you going to get to meet i mean, I'm guessing you probably know quite a lot of them already if, I do. yeah uh, yeah, I mean, having having had, you know, so many years, particularly kind of from the GDS side of things, I think most TMCs in the country I've probably crossed paths with at some point, some some more so than others. And there's some that I that I know very well. And actually, the con- some of the consulting work I've been doing over the last three years has actually been with TMCs, in- including, coincidentally, three kind of advantaged business travel members. Um, so there are some I know very well. There are others I I know but don't know as well as I would like to. Um, so yeah, I I think probably top of my list, or certainly probably the bit I'm looking forward to most of all, is getting out and meeting as many of them and, and hearing what they have to uh, what they have to say and what they want and where they see things going. Um, and it is it's a very it's a very broad church. I mean, you you you're, you're we have members who are you know sort of bordering on the multinationals, really, kind of just that that large large global independent TMC, uh, and we and we have those smaller very bespoke tailored personal service uh, businesses that that are, that are at the other end of the scale um and their needs are going to be very different but some, i think some of the challenges they're facing are the same but the way they'll need to address them the resources that they have available within their own businesses there are some who have you know have, have with huge teams of people who are able to tackle some of these challenges and there are others that need 
maybe a a, a, a shoulder to lean on to uh, to get help guidance through the, through some of the minefield of some of the stuff that's going on at the moment and and everywhere in between so there's never there's never going to be a one size fits all but uh, getting to talk to those guys and seeing some of the similarities and what they're trying to do i think is is one of the bits i'm looking forward to most yeah and do you one, one of the challenges i think at the moment it seems to be on the recruitment side is that something you're hearing from the members is there anything that advantage is, is planning to do to to help um, kind of people ramp up their teams again, yeah, it, it it's a huge challenge, and and you know, and and uh, and understand it. I think we can all know how 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 that challenge has come about. I mean, it's it's not rocket science, but certainly, um, I think there's a very specific challenge, and I actually I'm hearing it from both. I'm hearing it very loud and clear from 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 agencies, from TMCs, but also actually from corporate customers who I think are, are certainly feeling it, are noticing it. And I think I, talk, I was talking to one a couple of weeks ago who said, you know, I, I, I can, I'm struggling with the service I'm getting. To be fair, I'm, I'm cutting them some slack at the moment. I'm giving them time to sort it out because I understand, you know, we all get it. We understand why we're in this position, but it's starting to hurt. Mm. Um, uh, and, and, you know, that's, uh, so it needs to be addressed. We lost a lot of really good people from the industry. Um, uh, and understandably, including a few you know colleagues and friends of mine i've spoken to who kind of left the industry and have said i think i'm probably left for good this time because <laughs> you know it is it is it can be a roller coaster and it can be hard work and i think a few people have found great jobs elsewhere and have decided okay maybe maybe now's the time to move on so but we've got it we've got to get people back in i think there there is a challenge across the industry of how do we get people to come into travel um it's one of those strange industries. When you work in it, you get why it's such a wonderful industry. We've all worked, we've worked in it for, for a long, long time, um, uh, and you, you can't imagine anywhere better. The camaraderie and and the, and the, and the, uh, the closeness I think that there is across so much so much of the industry. But I can imagine looking from the inside outside in, with some of those other challenges that are going on, and particularly some of the things that have happened over the last couple of years. Is it top of people's list to want to say, I want to go into travel the way it might have been 20 years ago? I'm not sure. Um, I think we need to do more there. I think uh, in terms of advantage, like having a voice within the industry. I mean, the work that Julia did during the pandemic of being just so front and centre about travel. Um, I think we need to carry that on and working with other industry bodies to try and bring um, uh, people through. I know a lot of the members are bringing on apprenticeship schemes to try and bring trainees into the business. I'm sure there's more we can do. Um, uh, uh, I'm always, particularly on business travel, I think uh, when you look at a number of a number of colleges and schools and uh, institutions that offer travel and tourism as an education choice, how many of them touch business travel? Mm. I think there was one university I knew that actually had a business travel model as part of it. I think we need to change that. I think we need to engage probably more with, with the academic sector as well uh, on that and try and bring that to life because I think people, business travel is one of those secrets. I think even people who want to go into travel don't really know about business travel until you're in it. And I think that's something that we definitely can do more work to change. And I think a lot of the members already are at a local level, but I think it would be great to uh, continue that work and, and certainly um, uh, make it make it a make it an you know, aspiration for people to get into the business travel world because once you're in it it's fantastic but you just don't know about it no I think I think all of us I think we've all kind of 
almost forgotten why we were in it. And then we went to the Advantage Conference, which sadly you weren't able to go to the Advantage Conference in Madeira. But I think that's one of those occasions when you think, oh, this, now this is why I'm in the travel industry. Yes. Exactly. You know, and that's what we need to um, to shout about and to let people know that, you know, that it is, it's such a lovely sociable, it's like being in a, in a family, I think. Um, it is. And I think we've all felt that even more, haven't we? I know I've been to a couple of events. I was at David Clare's event, you know, a few weeks ago. And we're not having done it for so long. You do. You walk into that room and it sounds corny and cheesy, but there's kind of this sort of war, there's this warm glow there of everyone was just so happy to be back together. And I, and I heard that I mean, the reports I've heard from people who were there and feedback I've seen from the Advantage Conference, exactly the same. Just what, what a wonderful, joyful thing it was to all be in a room together. Unfortunately, yeah, it kind of, this all happened sort of just, you know, me getting the job just beforehand and I wasn't able to change plans. So it's a real shame. But no. I think, yeah, you're right. I think we've, we've all felt that particularly over the, over the last couple of years and, and, and it's great to be back. So how, yeah, how do you, how do you bring people in from outside who maybe don't understand that until they ex- experience it? Yeah. yeah, we will definitely be at the next one, wherever that may be. We're not waiting to hear <laughs> I think, where it's going to be. But no, yes, I, I, I don't have any inside knowledge on that, I'm afraid. No, okay, but yes, I absolutely. Yeah. I, won't, I won't ask any questions about that. <laughs> um, so, but, I mean, certainly I felt, obviously we were all really pleased to be back together at the conference, but there was also a lot of positivity, I think. Are you fine? You, you, and, and yeah, I can feel that you're you're feeling that. You, do you think the members are feeling positive as well? Things are, things are certainly taking a, a turn for the better? Yes, I do. I do. I mean, there's. I think there's still... A, there's a touch of wariness because I think we all, I think the thing that really kicked us in the teeth end of last year, we, when we started to see that September, okay. Yeah. October, a bit better. November looking good. And then wallop um, with Omicron just knocked us all for six. And I think for a lot of us, including me personally, that, you know, that was, that was probably the darkest time. I think we just kind of think, Oh my God, is this ever going to end? And so there's, a, there's, I think the little voice in the back of the head, which is like, things are okay. It's looking better. We never know 100%, but certainly the, the general air of positivity, uh, talking, to, talking to TMCs, the volumes going up, um, uh, you know, I think there is a feeling of we made it through. No, we've done this now. We got through this. We're out the other side. It's onwards and upwards now. The exact speed of that recovery and how steep that curve is going to be, I think we're all still a bit uncertain, but there is... Uh, I think it's, it's, it's more than just the light at the end of the tunnel. It's that like we're, we're in we're in building back mode now, uh, and I think building back better to, to, to you know to nick someone else's catchphrase. Um, I think that I think it is giving businesses a chance to look at what's important and what their customers need. And uh, at the point you made just now, you know, the reminder that actually the staff, the travel experts, the people who get this stuff um, uh, and who serve the customers so well. It's just reinforced how critical they are because when when there's a shortage of them, suddenly we really feel it. So yeah, um, I think a huge amount of positivity. Um, I think a, a, a large a large chunk of optimism, tinged with a little bit of a little bit of caution and wariness, quite rightly so. But no, definitely looking forward. Now. Oh, brilliant. Well, I, and I, I certainly think the advantage have come out of the pandemic in a, in a stronger place. You know, particularly so that Julie's done such, such a great job and the team there and raising the profile of the organization and I feel like they've really kind of put themselves on the the map in the industry so great great move I think from your point of view and I wish you the all, all the luck in the world with it, in your new role and I look forward to seeing you on a more regular basis and, and to uh, keeping in touch with how you guys are getting on and and obviously next year's conference wherever that may be 
look forward to seeing that and maybe you could um get the band together again and we could never know you never know. I might have to put a couple of phone and get the band back together. Yes, absolutely. I'll, I'll be honest with you. It doesn't take much of an excuse, to be honest. I got a, a couple of drinks and I don't exactly have to be drag kicking and screaming. So if I can, if I can find a way to crowbar that in somewhere, I certainly will. Well, listen, thank you so much, Guy. Congratulations again. And, thank you. Uh, Real pleasure. Like in your new, new round. Lovely to talk to you. Take care. Yes, you too. Thanks very much, Bye. babe. Bye now. The Business Travel Podcast. Brought to you by The Business Travel Magazine.